You are tuned in to Kids in the Pit. Hey guys, it's Gabe from the Kids in the Pit podcast. Today I have been joined by Brendan Murphy from the band Counterparts. What's up? Hey, Brendan, good to see you again. I recently saw you guys at Underground Arts in Philly, and your show was so awesome. The crowd was so crazy. It was a fun one. A, a bit violent, uh, but really yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah, Philly Philly will do that, for sure. Yeah. yeah, once you start getting, you know, Philly, New York, New Jersey, if you go northeast, like Boston, Connecticut, like, people people go pretty hard there, for sure. It's like yeah. the opposite of Canadian shows. So. There were literally but, bodies uh, flying everywhere. You look there, yeah. there's a body in the sky like yeah it was uh i like yeah that was uh i'd never so i'd never been to that venue in philly too normally we play um uh what's it called uh like for like the bigger stuff we've done was it like electric factory i don't know if it's still called that i can't remember but uh, it's, the, or what is it where this is hardcore was yeah it's called electric factory i think is it okay um and then uh there's the other place tla oh no it's um, called like, the Franklin like right Musical downtown now i think or that's it that's it it used to be called Electric Factory. Yeah. But yeah, uh, and, you know, normally at those, not for this is hardcore, but, you know, uh, like when we played there with End, obviously there was no barricade, but um, with counterparts, like whenever we've done stuff in Philly, there's always, you know, it's like a bigger-ish room and there's a huge barricade and stuff like that. And Philly was, uh, Philly was cool. It was like a, you know, like low ceiling. Everybody was going crazy. It was really dark too. I was like, man, I, I like I was on stage and I was like, man, I can barely see like, can't imagine moshing and just being like, well, I hope I hope I don't break my arm. But <laughs> um, fun fact about Underground Arts, that was the venue where my first stage dive and my first crowd surf was. Sick. There you go. Uh, who like uh, what what um what band were you seeing at? Uh... Uh, so for my first crowd surf, it was uh, Hot Water Music, and for my first stage yep. dive, it was Stick to Your Guns. There you go. Perfect. Yeah, yeah that's a. Uh... Even yeah, even in, enjoy it, enjoy it. One day you'll, one day it, you'll be scared. Like I'm afraid to dive now. I'm like I know something's gonna happen. But when I was younger, I would go, I would go crazy for sure. But also, you'll get uh, there, you know. What is your background? Is my question. Um, it's uh, it's Twice. They're uh, they're a K-pop group. They're like one of my favorite K-pop groups. I have like you can kind of see it. There's Diane. She's my favorite. You know, it's uh, yes. yeah. I um, I. I haven't listened to a lot of heavy stuff in the last couple of years. I, I think, I don't know if it's because, you know, I probably started going to shows and getting like, I got into like heavy music, like, you know, probably like you, like you've got me beat by a couple of years, but you know, probably when I was 13, 14 and uh, yeah, I, I've just, you know, not that I'm like sick of it, you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, I definitely, I've always had an appreciation for like pop, stuff you know if it's just catchy and fun music and uh once i found k-pop i was like oh this is just this is like you know north american pop music just better and yeah took over my life so here i am i don't really know much about like uh pop or k-pop it's not really my type of genre but sometimes i don't listen listen to as screamy stuff like i'll listen to like bad religion like curses i like uh hot water music yep but yep I also like Dead to Fall and um, Terror and Sick of It All and uh, Shy Halud. And For sure. Guys, so. Yep. That's, uh, oh. yeah, as, I think as long as you keep your, you know, I, uh, there's a lot of like 
genres of music and stuff that I just don't like at all. But I, I like to think that I've given, you know, I try to give everything like a fair shot. You know, it's like I listen to like a couple, like if there's different genres or whatever, like, you know, some of it I can't stand, but for the most part, I like to, you know, it's like, yeah, let's, let's see what's going on over here. See if I see if anything sticks out, but sometimes it doesn't, but I think, you know, you're on the right track. As long as you keep, you know, you're, you probably know more bands than anyone else your age. You know what I mean? So, uh, mm-hmm. more styles of music and everything. So that's, uh, that's cool for sure. Yeah. You're going to have a, uh, your musical palette is going to be refined for sure. Yeah. So what do you do in counterparts? Uh, so I sing in counterparts. Nice. That's uh, exactly yeah. Exactly. I, I I sing and I run the the Twitter account and that's kind of it. But not exactly singing, more like screaming. But yeah, yelling, yelling for sure. You I make sounds out of your throat. Yep, yep. I open my mouth and whatever happens happens. Basically, yeah, yeah. something comes yep, out. That's it. I mean, there is some singing. For sure. Yeah. Like in uh, Massacre of Saints at the yep. end of the beginning. Yep. Uh, that one is that that's probably like the most singing like singing singing uh i've ever done in like a song and it's scary it's like you know like obviously obviously i i know i can do it like i i had to do it at least once to get it on the record right but it's um with screaming and stuff it's you know you don't have to hit notes you just kind of yell and whatever whatever happens but if you hit the wrong note singing it's like especially when someone's right in front of you filming you and you hit the wrong note and you're like, Oh man, everyone's going to make fun of me for that one. But whatever, you know, I'm trying. It's like, you know, worst case if someone's like, Oh, you can't sing that well. It's like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I can't scream that well either, but you know, I just, uh, I just try, you know, I just give me the mic and I'll try whatever. Cause like, um, it seems like singing, like, so if you are not like born with the ability to scream or sing, it's way harder to learn singing in my opinion. Well, yeah, for sure. Without question. Yeah. Like I, you know, when I started screaming and stuff, like I was just like screaming in my bedroom along to like Slipknot songs and stuff. And, you know, after a little while you're like, okay, if I do it this way, it doesn't hurt the next day and so on and so on. And you can get better at it, but singing, I feel like you need, you know, like you said, as long as like, there's people that are just born with it and they just open their mouths and they just hit notes and they're perfect and they're amazing singers. But, you know, singing definitely takes more, like not, not necessarily talent, but you have to like really practice and try, uh, Mm -hmm. if you're not, if you weren't born with it, you know, and, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's scary for sure. Cause you know, screaming, it's like, ah, whatever. As long as I know the words, I can kind of do something with my throat to make it sound like that. But with singing, you know, there's all these little notes and little things, and then there's harmonies, and it's just like yeah, it doesn't doesn't make sense to me. Those. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just you know, and like the way you stand, and you know, you, when you're screaming, it's like I literally just yell. But with singing, yeah. it's like oh, you got to work on your breathing, and if you stand this way, you'll sound different. And I'm like ah, just let me yell. Just let me yell. At least I know it's how to like, do that. Just, let me just shout into a microphone. Exactly. Right. Like that's, yeah, that's kind of been, that's kind of how I've always approached it for sure. And then every now and then it'll be like, yeah, maybe try and sing this part. And I'm like, okay, we can try. And sometimes it works. And sometimes I'm like, delete that, like, get that out of here. I don't ever want to hear that again. I, uh, I sometimes like in the basement, I'll like play guitar and like sing uh, to 
not exactly sing, more scream to uh, songs. And yep. my my trick is I have to have a cup of water with me because if my throat's dry, I cannot at all. And also it kind of hurts. Yep. You need yep. to have your throat yep. moist. So for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, and that's always a big one for me too. Like, you know, I'll talk to people and they'll be like, Oh, you know, like, how do you do it? Like, is there anything that you do? Like, do you warm up? Like, do you, how do you take care of your voice? And I'm like, I don't really like, you know, everyone's like, Oh, you're not supposed to drink like soda or like, you know, anything carbonated. And I'm like, Oh, I'm like, I drink like 15 sparkling waters a day, like cans, you know what I mean? It was my brother. Yeah. I'm like, you gotta like, you know, I, I take care of my voice, but to an extent, you know, like, I don't want to, I don't want it to be like, oh no, I can't have a vanilla Coke because I have to play tonight. It's like, nah, give me the vanilla Coke. You know, I deserve a treat every once in a while for sure. Yeah. But. Cause like we just, before I'm about to sing, I just gotta, if my throat's dry, I just gotta take a big chug of water. Yep. Boom. Exactly. Yep. That's, yeah. that's the move for sure. Uh, honey also kind of works too. Every now and then when I'm recording, I'll have like, I never pay for it. Like I never like go buy honey to record, but for some reason it's always there. And then I, you know, I don't know if it's like, if I just like it cause it tastes good or if it's actually helping, but I think it kind of helps, you know, it's like thicker and helps yeah. coat your throat a little bit better, but, but yeah. Yeah. Screaming. It's weird. It's weird. I never thought, you know, when I was your age, it'd be like, yeah, I'm going to scream for a living. Like I'm going to, I'm just going to yell. It's like, you know, but Hey, here I am. Yell, in, yell into a device. And that's exactly that's what you do. Yep. It's like, that's my, that's literally my, my career. Wait, <laughs> but, so, hey, so you don't have yeah. a job other than that? No, no. With uh, like during COVID, I was working at like my friend's uh, like barbershop where I live and I wasn't cutting hair or nothing. I, I was just like working the desk and stuff, but you know, pretty much since I think since we did our second record, I've just had been doing counterparts. And then, you know, since 2017, I've been doing counterparts and end as well. And it's just like, I'm kind of just too, like too busy to have a job, you know, like even for this year, it's like when we leave in February for Australia, I like, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much gone for the rest of the year. Like I might be home for like a week in between tours, you know what I mean? But yeah. I'm just do, like, I'm gone so much that I can't, I can't think of anywhere that would even hire me. You know what I mean? I feel like most places would be like, oh no, like why, you know, you're going to work one, one day a week, maybe like now nah, we'll find someone else, get out of here. But yeah, but yeah, yeah. Pretty much just music. That's, that's, like that's, my dream that's job. all I do. To like uh, do something cool. related to music, maybe record music, maybe um, like just be in a band, um, yep. anything like that would be really cool. Yep. It is, it is re- like, it's, it's really sick. Like, I'm, I'm really glad that, you know, I, like, I, I, I know that I'm, I'm lucky to have that as, as my job. Um, yeah. And, you know, I think like, I think more, like, it's probably easier now to do it full time than it was years and years ago. Um, you know, just cause you can kind of like, you can like record in your bedroom and you can, you know, you can you can learn anything you want, you know, like any sort of anything related to music online. So I think that it's, you know, you'll like, you already see it like more, you know, there's like so many bands right now, they like pop up and they're touring immediately and everything. And um, the first couple of years for counterparts, it was, it was rough for sure. Like I, when I didn't have another job, I was pretty broke, but 
you know, hey, now I I can afford my rent and my candies and K-pop concert tickets. So, you know, hey, I'm I'm all right. I'm doing enough. So And also you get to travel the world. And you that get too. paid that's, to travel that's the my world. Favorite part. Ridiculous. I just yep. insane. that's for sure. That's my that's for sure my favorite part about doing this is, you know, like when I go on tour, it's like, you know, if we go somewhere cool like Japan or something, or, you know, like just somewhere crazy, it's like, okay, so I get to come here for free and or like not even like get paid to be here. And all I have to do is just like yell for 30 minutes, uh, like a night. I'm like pretty fair trade, you know, it's, yeah. it's awesome for sure. Yeah. So what song would you recommend someone not familiar with uh, your band look up? Maybe something off the new album? Yeah, I think I think I would go with the new record. I think I think the new record is like it's it's the most like I I guess like it's probably the easiest one to get into, I think, but it's also in my opinion it's like the best record for sure because you know, we we've been a band for a long time. We have a million records and it's like, you know, with this one we just kind of took with every record we kind of just take we're like, okay, we're good at this. We know this works. So let's get rid of the stuff that we know doesn't work. And then it just makes the whole record flow better. And, you know, it's like a little bit more digestible for people, um, you know, while still being like, yeah, this is a counterparts record, you know, like we're not changing our sound really. Um, But I would probably go with, um, I mean, I, my favorite song is Mass Grave, but it's not, I don't know. I don't know if I would show I don't know if I, if I, I feel like if I showed that to somebody and then they like went, then they were like, yeah, this rocks. Then they listen to all the other stuff. They might be like, well, a lot of them don't really sound like that one. Um, I think Unwavering Vow is a pretty good, you know, that's like a good intro to counterparts. I think Whispers too, um, you know, even off of like Nothing Left to Love, like Wings of Nightmares is like a classic, like counterpart song. Like it sounds the most like us, I think, but yeah. um but yeah, yeah, I would, I think Unwavering Vow would be pretty good. You know, it's got that like, it's like catchy chorus-ish. Like it's got the really like melodic, sad kind of part in the middle. It's got the big breakdown. It's like that kind of shows what we're trying to do the best, I think. Yeah. Um. So I was in the car with my mom reading the lyrics to Whispers Your Death. And I said to my mom, I wonder if this is a song about a dog dying because Clark, that's my dog. Yep sleeps on my chest and she laughed at me and said she was pretty sure it was about a woman then we watched the music video on youtube and saw it was about your cat so uh i'm sorry about the loss of your cat but can you tell me about him for sure yeah he was um yeah so i like i guess i i mean the song it did it is kind of about like losing him um when i wrote the song uh kuma was still alive and you know it's you know like it's not it's not really a song about like his like even like i know it's called like whispers of your death you know what i mean but like even that title to begin with like um so kuma like when when my ex and i got him like he was he was really sick um we didn't know he had um uh like fiv it's um i think it's like uh feline immunodeficiency virus it's like kind of like hiv in, in humans so his immune system he couldn't like fight off stuff you know like if he he was fine but if he got sick his immune system couldn't fight infections, you know? So, you know, shortly after we got him, like he did get really sick and, you know, he did almost die. Like, like we're talking like a couple months after we like weeks, even, I think it was like six, seven weeks after we got him. Um, 
And, you know, like the title, like whispers of your death, like it's, you know, I kind of named it that because it was like when he was sick and nobody could figure out what was wrong and nobody could help him, um, you know, talking to the vets on the phone, they would, you know, like whenever they would talk about like what was going to happen or, and I'd be like, you know, do you think he's going to be okay? Their voices would get really quiet, like almost to a whisper. And they'd be like, you know, we think he's, we think there's a chance he might die and stuff. And like, that's, you know, but I wrote the song about him just like, I guess, you know, just the, like, just the idea of like, one day it's going to happen. Like, you know, even when I wrote it, like, you know, I have him in the music video, like that's, that's him there. And, yeah. you know, he, he was still around and like at that point, even too, like he was still doing pretty good. Um, but I knew th that I wanted to write a song for him because, you know, when it, it's like, it is kind of a long story, but, um, we got him shortly, like, again, like going back to like, once, once we kind of realized with COVID, like, okay, this isn't going away. Um, we, we got him and, you know, I didn't know what to do. Cause it was like, okay, I'm like, I can't, the only thing I've known how to do my whole, like for over half my life is play shows and tour and being, you know, being a band and I couldn't do that. So I was like really struggling with like, what am I supposed to do? You know, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like I just sat around all day. And then when I got him, like he sort of replaced that for me, you know, like I wasn't so upset about not being able to go on tour and play shows and stuff because I was like, Oh, like that'll come back. But like right now, like I'm Kuma's dad and then all the health stuff happened. And I really, you know, my whole life for the two years I had him, like just, it was just me wanting to take care of him the best I possibly could, you know? Wow. So, so I wrote that one for him and you know and like that also really helped me because you know i wasn't obviously when your whole life gets turned upside down and you can't do the one thing that you like to do and all which is also the thing that you need to do to make money to live um i was i was in a pretty rough spot and you know having him just like being like i was i was around him 24 7 like i didn't leave him for like the first year that we had him um wow you know and it and it made me you know it made me feel really good being like, okay, like if I can't be the vocalist of counterparts or end, like I get to be Kuma's dad. And like, that's also, you know, and like that gave me something to look forward to as well. So I wanted to sort of, you know, immortalize him in a song. It's like, you know, I didn't know he was going to die. You know what I mean? But like, I mean, obviously he's, he's a living thing. He's going to, but you know, I just wrote it to just kind of be like, Hey, thanks. You know, thanks for giving me a reason to get up in the morning. You know what I mean? So that was, that was my song for him for sure. But yeah. Wow. Yep. So how old I, I love him. I love him. He was the best. You know, uh, he was, so we don't know. He was like a feral, like outdoor cat when we got him. Like, so when we got him, the, the, the foster that we got him from, they said, we think he's between four and six. I don't know. Like we didn't know like the breed. We didn't know how old he was. It was just like, man, like this is, this is Kuma. Like, you know, he's just, he's just him. And, uh, yeah, but he was, he was the best cat. I love him, but well, yeah, you know, I'm, and I'm stoked that that song goes off. Like, you know, we open the set with it and everybody's singing it and, you know, it makes me feel good knowing that like, like, obviously I loved him so much. And like the fact that other people cared about him and about me, 
and they were also concerned about him too when he was sick it's like that's awesome so i think it really how how old was he when he passed away uh like i think like six yeah like we only so i only had him for two years it was uh we got him we got him at the end of or like summer 2020 yeah 2020 and then he passed away like the day i was flying home from furnace fest this year so like september something um wow but yeah you know it was it was a short period of time but best two years of my life for sure so yeah now he's famous though that's the thing you know and and like with the song and the video and like we did like the kuma like shirts and stuff and you know we like everyone who knows the band i think like they know how important he was to me you know and like how much i loved him and like i think because of that people loved him a lot as well and like they were worried about him you know um and it was cool you know it kind of it it brought down like a wall i guess between you know like i i I don't really feel this way about like people that like either of my bands because it's just like well i'm normal you know what i mean like i'm just a guy uh but you know i think it made i think it kind of made people go like oh man you know like the song's about his cat like you know he's like and especially other people who have lost pets or other family members or anything you know kind of kind of like brought us together in a weird way where everyone was like okay like you know it it gives it like a face you know in a way to kind of be like okay like i know what this guy's going through because i went through the same thing or you know and it kind of brings brings us closer to where it's not you know i'm not just like a guy in a band that's singing about whatever it's like no nah, i'm you know i'm just like everyone else like i i go through things like that and you know and it's nice to have like people to that are there and are supportive so i think you know that's one of the, like you know obviously i miss him and like the fact that he's gone is like terrible but if there's any plus side to him dying it's it's that you know like it's bringing our fans like closer to us and you know yeah yeah i don't know it's 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 a, it's a nice feeling for sure and seeing people like you know singing every word and you know and even people like before he passed away like people just coming up and asking how he's doing i'm like man you guys actually care you know it's not I'm, it's not just like a band that you listen to like you actually care about wow how i'm doing and how my cat's doing and it's it's nice you know it was awesome wait so you said that he uh died the day that you flew home from Furnace Fest? Yep. Yeah. Wait, yeah. It so- was, uh, we, we played the one day and then, yeah, we, I was like at the airport and my ex called me and was like, yeah, he's, he's not going to make it. And yeah. But so you, so you weren't there when he passed away? No, sadly. No, I wow, wish, so I wish, sorry. I wish I could have been, but, but yeah, you know, it was, uh, but that's the other thing too, is like, you know, it, like, even like, I, I wish so bad that I could have been there for sure. But it also helps knowing that like, even though I wasn't there, it's because I was on stage, like, you know, screaming the song I wrote about him to like, I don't even know how many people were watching us at Furnace. It was like, when I looked out on stage, I don't know, it could have been like, uh, 5,000, 2,000, I don't know what it was, but everyone just singing along and people were holding signs and, you know, yelling his name and stuff. And it's like, you know, if I, if I couldn't be there to say goodbye to him, at least I was like still celebrating his life at the show. You know what I mean? But yeah. Uh, well, on to yeah. a lighter note, what was your first show and how old were you? 
Uh, I'm trying to think. Um, when I was, I think, I want to say like 12, 13, or 13, I think. Um, I'm trying to think of what, what year do you start high school? Like 14, maybe? That's what, yeah, okay, four, that makes sense. Yeah, because I graduated when I was 18. That was 12th grade. So, yeah, so I guess... Yeah, like 13, 14-ish, I think. Like I started um, just kind of like going to local shows around like in Hamilton. Like, you know, uh, no one that I can't remember what like my first couple were. Like like I said, just like kind of local bands. One of the first um, like actual like bigger shows that I went to um, was in Toronto. I went and saw, I, I might've even been younger. I want to say I was in like the eighth grade. But um, I went and saw it was the used um, Under Oath and Alexis on Fire in Toronto. Um, that was a that was yeah like Arrow Hall or something. I can't remember the name of the venue, but that it was like it was a really big show. Um, I think it was right like right around the time it's like the used put out in Love and Death. Um, Under Oath just put out uh, they're only chasing safety, and I think Alexis on Fire just put out Watch Out. So I want to say like twenty two thousand two 2003 i can't really remember um maybe later maybe 2005 but yeah that was one of the first like actual shows that i remember going to uh when i was younger and then you know going to that show i was like you know this is what i want to do this is so cool like i want to play music and then i started going to like a lot of local shows like art like where i'm so i live in hamilton ontario and around that time uh, the, like the local scene here was like really strong. So we would have, you know, like, I'm pretty sure the day before that show in Toronto, like the used played in Hamilton and like, you know, like my chemical romance would do the same thing. Like they would play in Toronto and play like Hamilton the day before or after, you know what I mean? Like we, even though we weren't as like the city's like not as big as Toronto, we, we would get a lot of really cool shows. And, uh, yeah, like when I remember being in high school and, you know, I'd be like, in gym class outside like running on the field and like i'd be on my flip phone or something and just like looking at like oh there's a show tonight like so and so is playing here and i just probably like every other day was just going to see bands around this area but oh, that's awesome. it's you know it's not as the scene isn't as crazy as it used to be it's like getting back it's like you know we had a pretty pretty low period for a little while there wasn't too many bands in hamilton and you know at least for like metal and hardcore kind of stuff. But um, it seems like stuff's starting to pick back up now, which is, which is cool. Cause yeah. you know, the scene here, like that's why I'm doing this for a living. You know what I mean? So it's cool that it's kind of getting back to where it used to be for sure. Wait, so in Ontario, uh, where is Hamilton? Is it like a rap? Is it like outside of Toronto or is it like? Yep. Yep. It's uh. so Hamilton is like, um, it's like pretty much an hour. It's an hour from here to Toronto, but it's also an hour from here to Buffalo. So oh, like, like give, give or take, you know, maybe 40 minutes, whatever, but 40 minutes to an hour. Um, so yeah. So like even that too, like for shows and stuff, like we were right in the middle. So, you know, we could go to Toronto to see a show or like, you know, or there could be a show in Hamilton or you could drive 40 minutes and go to a show in Buffalo or like, you know, three hours from Detroit, you could just drive to Detroit if you want to, you know, so yeah. it was where, where we are, it's like, you know, if there wasn't something happening in Hamilton, you could get to another city pretty easily, which is, you so, know, I'm, it's, we were lucky for that for sure. Yeah. 
because there's a lot of traffic like in between uh the borders right yeah i mean uh sometimes it, like it kind of it kind of depends um i feel like if you're going over as a band um you never know what's going to happen like they could just wave you through or you could be stuck you know just waiting there for hours and hours um but for, like for the most part um i think as long as you kind of play it smart you know like like i said if, if there was no border i could probably get in my car and drive to buffalo in 40 minutes like non if i didn't stop um yeah. but you know with the border it's like sometimes you got to plan ahead you know like if a show in buffalo is starting at six i'm like all right i'll leave my house at like three kind of give myself you know then you can go kill time you can go f get food or whatever but yeah. um but it's it's like it's kind of the same as toronto honestly like either way you know it's like two bigger cities it's like toronto is like you know major city so you're gonna get traffic with that buffalo it's like you know smaller but you still got the the border and all that stuff so it gets you know niagara falls like traffic people driving so yeah. you kind of just got to plan ahead but you know luckily we haven't had too many issues traveling for anything so uh, I just interviewed Scott Vogel in Buffalo. He said he's 10 minutes from the Canadian border with yeah, their yeah. traffic, which is yep. pretty cool. Yeah, I was going to, yeah, like, uh, I'm not, I'm not, like, I was going to say, I haven't, I I think I saw it, Scott, like, in the mm -hmm. summer, um, and he was telling me that he was, like, moving back to Buffalo and stuff, but, because, uh, yeah, like, he's from Buffalo, and then I think he moved to LA for a minute, and now he's back, um, but, yeah, like, you know, back in the day, like, Scott, like you know like he always tells like tells stories of like living in buffalo and like going to hamilton because it was like you know hamilton shows and buffalo shows like i think like every time i die played their first actual show as every time i die like in hamilton because it's so close you know and uh yeah yeah it's it's a it's a cool spot for sure but cool. i love buffalo too like you know it's the only difference between Hamilton and, and Buffalo really is like Buffalo gets a little bit more snow than we do, but you know, if they get five feet, we get four. So it's like not the, you know, it's not that different, but, uh, but yeah, yeah. Buffalo, Buffalo rocks for sure. Nice. Fun spot. So what are some of your favorite bands of all time? Um, in like, so in, uh, I guess in like, um, like heavier stuff, like hardcore metalcore stuff, like, um, you know, like Misery Signals is up there for me. Um, like Poison the Well, Shy Halud, like those bands are kind of, you know, the bands that we kind of have been ripping off for years and years with like with our music. Um, you know, I, I was really big into that like early 2000s Trust Kill, Ferret Records, um, all that, like that era of metalcore, like that's when I first started going to shows. So, you know, band, like, I'm trying to think like off the top of my head, you know, like other, like you're like, it dies today. And, and, you know, like all that, like, like, you know, the ferret, uh, you know, like, yeah. Truskill and ferret, both of those, like, you know, you could close your eyes and pick one. And I'm like, yep. Love them. One of my favorites, uh, for, um, you know, when I was like a little bit younger, like obviously, you know, the earlier, like emo ish stuff like i mentioned like the used and my chemical romance and like all that stuff from first to last like those were big ones for me um uh i don't know uh smashing pumpkins is one of my favorite bands um my like actual favorite band of all time is the 1975 
And I know it's like, you know, people always kind of give me like grief for it because it's like they haven't been a band for like that long. Like they've been around since like 2013, but I don't know. I don't know. They're literally my favorite. Um, but they're, you know, they're more like pop indie kind of stuff. Oh, um, never heard of them. Yeah. Check them out, I yeah. guess. Yeah. It's like, it's just catchy. Like it's catchy, like poppy kind of stuff, but it's, it's like really, there's like a, it's really smart and the way they kind of like run the band and like do everything as a band. It's just, it's so cool. It's like, they're, they're like the coolest band. Um, yeah. And then obviously all my K-pop groups and stuff too. Like, I don't know if they're bands necessarily, but you know, um, but yeah, yeah, there's a, oh, I've been, yeah, I'm old. (laughs) It's too many bands. Um, but yeah, yeah. 19, I would say like 1975 is just my favorite band for sure. Um, but yeah, 1975, early 2000s metalcore, some 90s alt rock in there, like Smashing Pumpkins and Third Eye Blind and Goo Goo Dolls and all that stuff too. But yeah. Nice. I was going to say, you said your your favorite band is Hot Water Music, right? Yep. Yep. I, uh, I don't know. For some reason, I never really got into them. Uh, whenever someone else is listening to them, I'm always like, yo, this rocks. Like, this is, this is sick. And then I just never really did like a deep dive, but what record should I start with? Um, probably caution. Cause that's like, I, okay. that's one people like the most. Sure. Cool. I'll have to check it out for sure. How about the flatliners? They're from Ontario. Yeah. Yeah. They're yep. Yeah, flat, like flatliners is cool. Um, they, uh, I was going to say like a couple of them, like they, they run like a merch company. And they like yep. print merch for us and run like a merch store for us and stuff. Like I just met like a couple of them recently. Um, nice. Yeah, really like really cool. You know, those guys are, yeah. And like they've been doing it forever too, but. Yeah, it's yeah, like a uh, high school band. Yeah, yep. They've, uh, and I think, um, what was it? I can't remember who it is. I want to say like. You know, Chris Criswell? Yeah, yep. Yeah, I was going to say, yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, He's no in Hot Water sure. Music also. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say like, I, so I started following him online, like after we met and I was like flatliner stuff. And then I started seeing like hot water music stuff and I was like, oh yeah, maybe they're on tour together. And I'm like, oh no, he's doing both. Like, actually, I think they were on tour together and he was just doing, just playing two sets. I'm like, that's exactly what I do whenever counterparts and end play a show together. I'm like, yeah, I'm familiar. Stu from comeback kid and Ms. Ziggs like was doing that every day when end was on tour with both of them. It's like, I don't know why we do it to ourselves and why we want to play two sets a night, but eh, it's fun, you know? Yeah. Um, Mike Justin, uh, I, he's the drummer of Madball and on earth and Madball and yep. on earth were just on a tour, uh, yep. in like the Midwest. The dates were Indianapolis, um, Grand Rapids, Michigan, Columbus, Ohio, and then Memphis, Tennessee, and then Furnace Fest. Sure. Yeah. That's a, yeah, it seems like, it's, yeah, it seems like everyone's doing that. Like, I, I remember when uh, the first, like, the like it was like, I think Counterparts, we did a headliner in like 2018. And for uh, New York, Philly, and Worcester, I want to say, um, and opened like all of those shows too. So, and everyone was, everyone was going crazy. Like, everyone's like, how are you going to do that? Like, two sets in one night? Like, are you yeah. going to be okay? I'm like, it has yeah. to be tiring. 
like it 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 is it it is but also like you know you get the break like you play for 30 minutes with end 20 minute break play 30 40 minutes with counterparts like it's not that bad but yeah um but also like everyone you know like everyone was so shocked that i was doing that and now like you said like like Stu's doing it like chris does it like the unearth um what was it like it was unearth and what was the other band madball madball that was it um yeah like same drummer it's like you know i mean drums would probably be worse than singing i think yeah because like you gotta gotta hit it really hard and like exactly yeah if the yep it's definitely one of the most tiring instruments out uh for sure at least if i get tired on stage from playing two sets i can just go like you do it and just kind of hold the mic out so that helps for sure um yeah but yeah, I can't imagine playing drums for two sets. You can't, that would you can't be- just like move the drum set over and give someone a drumstick and let them. Yeah, just yeah, that. just stand up and go. Hey, you wanted to hey, play the play the ending? You know what I mean for sure. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's uh, it it is fun though. You know, I don't know. Maybe I just like the attention and I got to be up there in the middle of the stage doing my thing. I don't know, but it's it is fun for sure. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, so what is your favorite place you've toured in? uh prop probably japan i think i think like it's just uh it's so fun it's just like like going back to what i was saying earlier that's kind of like you know with japan it's like you the like and i don't mean it in like a bad way at all but it's like yeah the most boring part of your day is like playing a show you know it's like you play you play your set for 30 minutes and it's like well yeah that was fun that was a really good show but you know i did like i'm gonna go like do private room karaoke or like go to like go to the arcade you know i'm gonna go to a robot restaurant and just like the craziest yeah, stuff there's a robot um, there's like robot servers at a restaurant what for sure yeah exactly right and they're it's like ha- they're just like if uh like they're just ahead of us in society for sure like for sure like, it's uh, this is our society this is japan yep exactly well, and it's it's like just US and Canada, every time, like japan we like you know and like japan's one of the places where it's like you know like around here like if i'm on tour in in the states somewhere like in canada it's like yeah you know oh you go, you want to go do this like you want to go out to like a bar or something or like oh there's like a you know there's something nearby and i'm just like yeah whatever like kind of boring i don't really feel like it in japan it's like you could just go walk for like an hour and you'll find the coolest stuff like things that you can't even it's like oh i went to a cat cafe and then uh like you know then i went to this like crazy like art installation thing and then you know uh then i got like food in a place that's this big that i could barely fit in and you know and like it's just it's the coolest place in the world it's it's so fun i can't wait to go back me and my mom were actually supposed to go there this month, but we had to po- postpone it because my dad couldn't stay at home and uh, yep. take care of the animals because it was job. Oh well, you can uh, you'll you'll get there for sure, and I'm yeah, sure you'll love it. It's it's the best. It's like you know, it kind of reminds me of just like being a kid. Like everything's just fun, and everything's like cute, and you know, like I mean, as long as you have like a bit of money to spend, like you're good. You'll just have the best time. You know what I mean? It's there's always something to do and it seems like stuff doesn't ever close at all. Like, you know, it'll yeah. be four in the morning and I'm like, well, I'm going to go get uh sushi and then I'm, you know, I'm going to go 
I'm going to go play arcade games and try and win a giant like Gengar from a claw machine. And, you know, whereas some places in the States or like Europe is especially bad for it. It's like around nine, like 9 PM, everything's just closed. Like the entire city shuts down. And I'm like, ah, oh, that's when we're on stage. Like I want to have something fun to do after, but. Since I'm a kid, will it be twice as fun or will it just be super, will it just be the same? Pro- probably twice as fun. Honestly, I would think. Nice. Yep. Cause there's like, a, there's a lot of stuff where it's like, you know, I'm like, I don't know, like, uh, like even so, like sometimes like at the, at the arcades and stuff for like the claw machines, I'll, I'll have spent like a hundred dollars and I'm trying to win this like one thing and I just can't get it. And then, you know, and then I like get off the machine for a second and I'm like on my phone or I'm like looking up how to win at a claw machine online. And then, you know, people half my age just walk in and like, they just get it. And I'm like, yeah, man, I'm like, ah, maybe, maybe I'm too old for, for this now. Maybe I just, maybe I missed the, you know, that part of, uh, like I just never learned how to be good at those, but even still, it's still so fun. I'm sure if you ever get a chance to go, you'll, you'll love it for sure. Yeah. Um, in Osaka, there's like, uh, uh, there's a like universal, like kind of like universal studios park. And there is a Nintendo, like, have have you ever been? I was to... gonna say like a, like the yeah like the Mario World thing. Yeah, have like you? Ever I, seen... I think it's. Have you ever been to uh, like Disney World in Florida? No, no, I have. So I haven't. I've been to Universal though, and oh. the actually the last time I went to Universal, um, they were just building all that stuff. Like you could like kind of see the Nintendo part of everything, but it was like Wait, you couldn't in... go into it. In uh in the u.s yeah yeah like i like i the world opening in universal in the u.s was it like it might have been it might have been disney world but i remember like driving around and everyone's like oh like that's where it's going to be and you can see that it's like starting to be built um but yeah it was it was cool i wish so bad that i could have went i was i was so stoked for it and then they're like oh it's not going to be ready for years I'm like, oh, great, thanks. My mom <laughs> says me. it's uh, Universal Orlando opening next year, so that's cool. There you go. Yep, that's uh, yeah. I was gonna say, yeah, I think I think that's where, I I think that's where I went. I can't remember, but um, yeah, yeah. I was I was really looking forward to that, but hey, I'll go next year. You know, but, but in uh, Disney World in Florida, I go there sometimes, and there's like a Toy Story Land, there's like a Star Wars Land. So I assume I assume it's like subdivisions like that. Yep. Yeah, yeah, like Universal, the Orlando one, like they'll have that. They have like the Simpsons area, like that. In, and like I love, Universal? I love the Universal th- Japan. Yeah. Uh, no, like at the, I think, I think they have it at both the LA, the LA Universal and the Orlando one. They have like oh, the first time I went was Disney. in Orlando. We gotta go to Universal now. That's so better. I I love the Simpsons, so that was like, you know, yeah. we we I remember we had an off day in Orlando and it was like, Hey, are we doing Disney or universal? I'm like, I don't care what anyone else is doing. I'm going to universal. I'm going to the Simpsons part. And then everybody just ended up coming with me to universal. Um, and there's, but yeah, it was, it was awesome. Like got to have like a flaming Mo and eat a crusty burger and do and all this stuff. Like, it's did you wait, were you able to eat one of Bart's donuts? Yeah. Like one of the giant ones. That's amazing. It's, what about they're like, tw- they're $20 and they're like the biggest, it's the biggest donut. It's like the size mm-hmm. of, of like, I can't even, I don't even know what to compare it to. It's like the size of a stop sign. And wow. I remember buying, I remember buying it and I'm like, whatever, it's 20 bucks, who cares? And I took one bite and I was like, oh, it's so good. And I'm like, you guys are going to have some, right? And everyone's like, 
no. So I just had this giant donut with me for hours and I'm like, eventually I just had to throw it away. I was like, I can't, I can't, if I eat any more of this donut, I'm going to throw up. I just got to, just got to toss it. What about, but, uh, what about moon waffles? I haven't, I didn't have that. No. Uh, I'm not sure what that is. Uh, it's just like, I, uh, it's part of a Simpsons thing. He's, uh, it was like a waffle and uh, there was like a oh with the syrup on it, yeah. and the, the, he put a whole stick of butter in it. The I whole stick think, of butter. And I don't the think little they thing. Would actually put like a whole stick of butter. They might use something else because I would. I cannot eat that much butter. Yeah, you would. You'd I'm be, not. You'd a, be I'm not at this level sure. yet. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say yeah. I, I yeah. It's like he he. Do, I can't remember what it is. It's like he does like something or whatever, and it's like the yeah, like wraps it up, puts a little stick on it, and he's eating it. Yeah. And it's just like ugh, gross. But looks but disgusting yeah. yet amazing. Yep, exactly. Like I would take one bite for sure, but I don't want to. I'm not the whole thing, not at all. Can't but. do that. But yeah. So, what is your favorite type of food from another country? I I mean, for like Japan stuff, like I really there's this one restaurant called Ichiran, and it's like a ramen place. Ooh. Um, that's that's up there for me. That's probably like my favorite ramen i've ever had and they're i think they're all open like 24 hours so again it's like there's there's been times where i've been jet lagged in japan and like just can't sleep and it's four in the morning and i'm like i'm gonna go to ichiran i guess and i just like eat the best ramen in the world at four in the morning and it's like eight dollars it's the best um so if um uh, speaking of ramen do you like sushi or ramen more um I would take Ich Ichiran ramen specifically over sushi, but I feel like ramen's easier to mess up. So sushi is probably a safer bet. Um, but if it's Ichiran versus like the best sushi, like um, actually I don't know. I don't know. That's tough. Maybe sushi, but you know, for the most part, I'm I'm going to I'm going to Ichiran for sure. Um, I do love sushi. All the place like everywhere in Japan, it's just like the best. The, it's you know the worst sushi in Japan is better than anywhere in North America and it's just yeah it's awesome. I yeah. like um, ramen more than sushi, but I still really like sushi. Yep, I, I like I like it all. Yeah. But yeah, um, you gotta go to Japan. You, you'll yeah. love it if you if I, I, yeah if you like sushi and ramen, you're good. You'll be fine. We might we might be able to go there like uh, this fall or something. So. Cool. I I hope you get to go. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, so if you could tell your 11-year-old self anything at all, what would you tell him? That's tough. Um, hmm. I would probably, I don't know. I don't think there's, there's not like a lot of stuff that I would necessarily want to change. I think if anything, I would go back and tell my 11-year-old self like, hey, it's going to, it's going to take a while, but you'll figure it out. Like, you know, it's like scary, you know, like even, even up till probably three, four years ago, even I was still like, oh man, what if this doesn't work? Like, what if, what if the, what if people just don't like the band or what if we put out a record and it sucks and no one likes it? And what am I going to do? Um, I think I would go back and sort of like try and take that anxiety away from me yeah. when I was younger and just kind of be like, Hey, yeah, it's going to suck for a couple years and it's going to be hard, but it's going to be good. You know, like it'll, it'll pay off. Just keep, 
just keep screaming in your bedroom when your parents go to the grocery store. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I'd probably tell myself that. Yeah. Yeah. So would you like to add anything before we wrap it up? I think I'm good. I think I'm good. All right. As long as you don't have any more questions, I'm down. But I don't. Okay. Well, thanks to Brent for joining me today. Thanks to all of you for watching and listening. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel uh, or follow me on Spotify and other streaming platforms. Till next week. Bye. Peace. Thanks for having me. Take care.